Welcome, everybody, to episode 43 of the fabulous Metabilis 2 podcast. Or is it really? Or are we living in a simulation? This isn't really <laughs> the podcast at well, all. Well, pick a number here uh, on the count of three. One, One two, two, three, three 43. 43. Huh? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We are living in a simulation. Oh, okay. okay, enough of that. We're going to be talking about this week's episode of Doctor Who, um, which was called Extremis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what did we think of this episode? I'm, I'm going to ask you, David. First okay, off. it is a return to uh, Moffat wibbly-wobbly. Timey-wimey. Well, well, not so much timey-wimey. It's certainly sim- yeah, whatever. Wibbly, yep. it's wibbly-wobbly. Definitely uh, the wibbly-wobbly. Whole, we, uh, the full Moffat gets kicked in here. With the, <laughs> we we discard our vault plot and we have a new plot with the undead Exelons. Oh yeah, they are kind of Exelons, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I like that. I hope they're the Exelons. <laughs> and they've got a pyramid next week. Yeah. So I think these are the Exelons. I'll just put my cards right on the table okay, here. Okay. And I think they're undead Exelons, um, uh, having a chip on their shoulders, having their uh, temple city be destroyed by the Third Doctor. In uh, the city of the Exelons, of course, and yep, the uh, and death, death of the Daleks. Daleks. Yep. Yeah. So this uh, is a, this be. is a deep callback to the Pertwee era because we all know Peter Capaldi style and hairstyle definitely are influenced by John Pertwee. Right, so I think this is a callback here to the city of the Exelons. We have undead Exelons. It's payback. Payback time for the Exelons. Yep. Uh, could be. Let's hope they bring their giant kind of tentacle snake creatures with them, because <laughs> I always enjoyed those. Um, I was actually reminded, of course, of that these these could actually be I don't know relatives of the crawls. Yeah, I had that. A, yeah, yeah. Since they have the similar kind of like, let's practice. Let's, yes, let's set up a simulation. <laughs> yeah, and like the really kind of expensive and probably slightly overcomplicated way. Let's practice for invading invading mm-hmm. earth um they should mm-hmm. have just taken a leaf out of the sontarans book and just like sent a sontaran to like torture people for a bit um <laughs> and you know that's probably enough um research that you need to do if you want to invade earth to be honest mm-hmm. or they could have just invaded earth like everyone else it's it is, their plan is going to work as well as any other invading <laughs> so species could, plan so has worked <laughs> So they could have saved themselves the time and effort and just like gone ahead and invaded and got their asses kicked by right. the doctor anyway. Yeah, that's just, true. Just skip to episode three right away. <laughs> skip to the end. <laughs> Seriously, though, this was an okay-ish episode, right? Or not? Well, what did you... I mean, okay for you. I'm, I'm, I liked I'm it. I, no, I, I, I liked it. I mean, I... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I think it did tie up well. I did kind of... Halfway through, I was thinking like, well, hang on. What's what's that email that the doctor got at the beginning? Right. Like, what the hell is that supposed to be? And of course, that got tied up because you know, obviously very nicely, that's, yes, that's the email that the simulation doctor is mm-hmm. sending to um, the real doctor, which mm-hmm. you know makes a nice, nice bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was unclear exactly how much of the planet was being run as a simulation. Um, obviously, the Vatican is being simulated, and the Pentagon right. is being simulated, and Bristol University, Bristol University, oh, is being simulated. <laughs> uh, Bill's flat is being simulated. 
right. and the White House mm-hmm. is being simulated, <laughs> uh, and CERN, of course, as well. Yeah. I didn't actually count the number of portals that are in the portal room, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much all of them. I would have said that Bill's <laughs> flat is a bit of an outlier in terms of a simulation. <laughs> well, it could be a very large projection on Bristol University. And... That, it could be all of Bristol, that's true. Right, um, and Bristol makes sense in that if they identify the doctor as a particular threat, of course they're going to simulate the area in which the doctor is now located. Is, is, and, and of course, it's, it's easy in this case because the doctor, because he is uh, guarding a vault, is pretty much, right. you know, in some ways confined to to Bristol. Um, I'd have had Unit HQ at the Tower of London <laughs> in there as well. Um, yeah. I think there's a few other things I would have simulated, unless, of course, we buy that it actually was the entire world that was being simulated. That is their, that, well, that is the explanation given. I think the doctor explains that there's a whole simulated world. Yeah, which, again, seems like a lot. But you never know. I mean, so, so but, no, and I thought the, uh, so, you know, and there were some funny moments. Some, you know, the Pope appearing in Bill's flat mm-hmm. uh, was pretty amusing. I liked, uh, I liked because I, I, you know, I know a little bit about medieval popes. Um, it was good to have a little name check of Benedict the Ninth there, mm-hmm. who was a, a particularly poor pope. I think he was the only pope to be pope three times. He was pope three times. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, got sacked. Right. Got sacked three times for being um, too gay. Um, he was also, I think he was the youngest pope, or at least maybe the second youngest pope ever. Well, I pope. think his first ordination when he, he was 20, he and was he 20. was the, I think, nephew of two other popes. Yeah. So, again, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's pleasurable to think that, you know, that this, this episode of Doctor Who is sending sending young people to Wikipedia to learn more about the, uh, <laughs> learn more about the medieval papacy. Um, I'm not entirely sure exactly, exactly again, why, why, why Benedict IX should be the particular friend of the Doctor. Um, I think there are better medieval popes that you could be friends with. Right. I'm wondering if because there's gaps in, uh, well, it's her, because the Doctor described a lovely girl, what a night. I knew she was trouble, but she wove a spell with her castanets, and then they have a picture of Angela Jolie as Pope Benedict the Ninth. So, <laughs> so who knows? But then, Kels, this is a simulated world. So, who, right. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the Exelon Kral <laughs> had, um, had got all that mixed up. So, I, I, that was good. Um, I, you know, obviously the 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 wicked monks um, were mm-hmm. well. They were they were pretty frightening. I I liked their makeup. They looked scary. That's good. Um, and I, you know, there were some good moments of tension. You know, I mean, I think there were some pretty horrific. Horrific moments, you know, the idea mm-hmm. of people committing suicide when they read a book is a pretty dark concept. Right. And you know, going to CERN and you know, uh, and uh, meeting the meeting the call the drunken Swiss people there, mm-hmm. and you know, seeing all the dynamite under the table again. I think you know, it was a pretty dark moment. Yeah, that was one of the early tip-offs that they're in a video game, so to speak, because the dynamite was very cartoony looking to me. Right. And Interesting. Just and it looked to me like dynamite that you would see like in a side-scrolling video game like a mario type video game if only if only one of the scientists had suddenly st- stood up and said it's a me mario <laughs> then... <laughs> that, um, would have been... that would be great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that was a that was a tip-off i mean i mean did mm-hmm. i mean were you kind of uh, had you been kind of working on that well as a possible hypothesis from the beginning yeah, I was thinking along those lines when they entered in the hereticum because the architecture just was too much. It was too 
too large, too grandiose, and it reminded me of the kind of Castrovalva architecture with staircases. Yeah, so I kind of thought, well, okay, this isn't all it seems. And then when the portals started opening up, it's I'm going, hmm, this this is so I I twigged I twigged something is not all it seems right. when. I mean, I didn't know it was a simulation until Nardle basically disappeared. That was confirmation. That was the that but, was the clincher, yeah. But yeah, I if it was a much smaller thing behind Pope uh, Benedict the Ninth's portrait, a much smaller library, I, that would have made more sense to me. But just the just that it was so large, I think harkens back to what you said you know, previously or um, at an earlier thing that, you know, this reflects Moffat's uh, Scottish Presbyterianism suspicion of the papacy that they <laughs> no have more. these vast no archives of heretical materials and yeah. Catholics, and, don't trust him. <laughs> well, I really liked um, Corrado Ivernizzi's uh, portrayal of Cardinal Angelo. I really, really liked, I he was Very one of the characters I really liked, yep. but then yep. he disappeared from uh, I'm, we assume the monks got him, but since this is a simulation, uh, he wasn't real to begin with, so he just disappeared. I mean, you recognized uh, the Pope, right, jo- Joseph Long from yeah, Turn Left? Yeah, he was the uh, he was the genial <laughs> Italian Italian father right. in uh, Turn Left. Rocco. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so quite quite the upgrade in uh, <laughs> job roles in the exactly yeah yeah. Yes, <laughs> well, I guess the, oh. Peter Capaldi, you know, a, a Roman. Roman aristocrat to be the doctor. That's probably the biggest upgrade, but not bad from, you know, being an interned Italian immigrant to, to, to Pope. That's quite, you know, that's quite the jump. <laughs> that is, that is definitely, definitely. And the other thing that was just kind of a head scratcher is how come the doctor wasn't understanding the Italian? The TARDIS wasn't working in that simulation. And so that to me indicated, okay, the TARDIS isn't broken. So why isn't the doctor understanding the Pope's Italian? Right. Why does he need a translator? So there is right. there's there is things along the way that signaled that this wasn't all real, altogether real. That being said, the way that the story was put together with right. we get the beginning of the Missy execution scene in the pre credit sequence and the doctor getting an incoming email right before the opening credits roll, there are times when I think Moffat kind of cheated in the whole email thing because we're supposed to believe that the email is from the end, right when he sees the incoming email message right before the opening credits, right until right before the ending. How does the doctor know the scenes before with Bill and Penny and Moira or what happened when... Um, Bill and Nardle were told to wander off in the hereticum or enter right. or enter into the Pentagon. So I thought from a storytelling uh, contrivance, that stretched my boundaries of credulity uh, too far. Right. Or my uh, believability. Right. So it's a much more relaxed Moffat. It's obviously a, a Stephen Moffat without things to prove. Right, so uh, right. we don't we are we're not seeing 
uh, kind of the timey wimey stuff. Yeah. Where it's, that's why I said it's a return to wibbly wobbly because wibbly -wobbly, it's it's yeah. mainly just the it's the it's the we have two different plots. We have the flashback plot of uh, Missy's supposed execution, and then we also have the the plot of the virtual reality and the you know the crawl Exelon invasion plot. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of dreading a you know a a a, a full on Moffat timey wimey, mm -hmm. you know, just uh, dinosaurs and Winston Churchill, you know, um, <laughs> episode. Um, so I so that actually was it quite pleased me that as you said you know this is obviously he's he's he's, he's a bit more relaxed he's got nothing to prove mm -hmm. um, and uh, that was that was that was good for me I was I was kind of you know again I think that the kind of human interactions that aren't kind of plot related right um, so uh, Bill and her prospective girlfriend uh, Penny and her. Uh, foster mother or whatever Moira um, that was a bit stilted um, mm -hmm. but you know that's what you expect from 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 Moffat he right. you know he, he he can find writing for humans that aren't that isn't <laughs> plot related a little bit a little bit of a challenge but it, and it, in all I thought it was great and, uh, and I think as I think as you were saying I mean the 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 kind of plot characters were excellent the cardinal mm -hmm. was 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 very nicely done it was a, mm -hmm. again it was a shame that he um uh, as you said, that he didn't, he didn't sort of, you know, uh, he didn't have a good resolution. Right. He didn't persist through the story. I would have liked, that's a character I, I liked. I like uh, yeah. Corrado's, Invernizzi's uh, portrayal of him. I mean, does this kind of possibly imply that, um, again, our Kral Exelons, you know, this isn't a full simulation. And what they're doing is that they have, you know, they have the U.S. president, they have mm -hmm. the Pope, they have the doctor, they have Bill, they have Nardo, they have a bunch of people who are kind of fully simulated. Right. And then maybe they have a bunch of people who are kind of, you know, part simulated, perhaps like this Cardinal. Mm -hmm. The Cardinal doesn't perhaps exist in the real world. And, you know, when he's not really being used in terms of the simulation, <laughs> he kind of falls away. I mean, that's a, yeah, a it's kind of a possibility. Kind of like the video game characters that are just there to answer or ask questions. Yeah. If you're playing like a, a role-playing game where... Uh, they don't have a very three-dimensional life. They're there only there right. to further along the quest. And once you get that question answered and move to that next stage, and his stage is um, showing the doctor where the Veritas text where was. Where the Veritas text is, yeah. He, you know, he doesn't have a role anymore. So, I mean, again, I think another question that came into my head is, you know, what is the role of the Veritas text in the context of the simulation? I mean, why put something in the game that twigs the characters in the game that they're not real right that was weird because if you're actually doing a real life invasion which is i guess the yeah. monk's plan then why who cares who cares if your sims can uh, suddenly realize that they're part of the simulation what value does that have on your invasion plans yeah it's a good question yeah yeah and again i mean it's i mean i, mean, I think it's you know it's 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 obvious there's there's strength to the episode because it's making us think about these things mm -hmm. um you know um exactly you know well how how big would you make your simulation in order to make it kind of useful right and i think it was a nice problem you know that obviously the doctor and bill um, etc. Um, or the doctor mainly um, uh, kind of realizes that obviously the more that you try and if you're in a simulation that's mm -hmm. designed by an enemy, the more you try and beat that enemy in the in the simulation, 
the more information that you give them right um that will help them beat you in real life so mm -hmm. you know the best thing to do is just give up right and um, that's why that's why everyone's self-deleted effectively exactly exactly so you know then one could also think that maybe you know there are you know 50 60 70 100 or so kind of major you know fully fully simulated characters mm -hmm. you know based on real life people you know, mm -hmm. um in the game or you know in the simulation and everyone else is just kind of you know kind of side side characters perhaps i don't know so anyway which yeah. again begs the question it explains why uh, the mass suicides but it doesn't explain why have a text in the simulation that would prove or disprove the, the unless let me okay unless that text is part when i mean i i, I somehow i doubt this is going to be the, the reason anyway but unless that text is part of the uh, is the kind of self-destruct um piece of the simulation if you see what i mean so hmm. basically the simulation has kind of run its course right and the finding and decoding of this text mm -hmm. is what brings the game to an end right maybe um, maybe i don't know i mean I, i'm not seeing yeah i don't know i mean it seems like that the game was brought to the simulator was brought to an end prematurely mm -hmm. um but they've run it many many times or maybe they run it several times yeah maybe they, they said run they it over and over again and this was like the final test and so they put in the veritas document as a piece of code in the simulation mm. so the characters would find it and then kind of delete themselves. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. could be. Well, who knows? I guess we'll have to ask Stephen. Well, or maybe we'll find out in the, the next two episodes. Yeah, yeah, in the Pyramid at the End of the World and whatever the one after that one's called. The, the one thing I think the fatal flaw, and I wonder if this is going to come back to uh, undoing, the ultimate undoing of the monks' plan, is why they didn't have an air gap network. Why, did, why is there simulation on the same network that the doctor can email out. Why isn't it air-gapped? Why, you know, right. why isn't it self-contained? That's true. But then, I, again, I mean, he is the doctor, even in simulation. So, right. um, uh, you know, he can do, you know, again, we're getting ourselves in kind of circles and circles <laughs> of kind of characters and motivations right. and stuff. But, you know, he can do stuff. So I think even if it was air-gapped, um, he would probably be able to get around it. So... Mm. Why even bother to say that it's air gapped? You see what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do we think that the monks, the, you know, these kind of horrible, uh, 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 yeah, kind of mummy monks, um, are they the actual? Are they the actual invaders, or are they going to be other? Are they just the kind of avatars of the invaders hmm. in this simulation? Well, looking at the story plot line, we have the Mark Gatiss empress on mars i think coming between this these three stories and the season finale so my guess is that this is going to be a self-contained invasion over this episode and the next two episodes and then we're going to go into the full mondasian cyberman finale with a little bit of respite on mars right so maybe it's tied in maybe it's not I imagine we're going to see more of Missy. Yeah, somehow. absolutely. Well, okay, here's the thing. I mean, the fact that, and this could be, you know, just simply a, a coefficient or, you know, I don't mean coefficient, something to, to do with the with the restrictions of the of the quite heavy, you know, face masks that the actors right. were wearing. 
um, the 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 Kral Exelons did speak very much like Mondasian Cybermen. Yeah, speak. with the open mouth and just the words coming out. With the open mouth. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I wasn't sure about that because. It did seem like they were moving their mouths a little bit. Okay. But again, you know, obviously, a sim- this kind of, you know, massive computer simulation, obviously, Cybermen are good at computers. It's also a really kind of overwrought and slightly overcomplex plan, which is, you know, typical of Cybermen. Right. Um, uh, whether, you know, Moffat would be as kind of as jokey as that to kind of reference that, mm-hmm. I don't know. But again, I mean, I mean, certainly the way that they were using their mouths was reminding me of, of, of Mondasian. Right. Cybermen. Um, so I mean, let's 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 segue okay. a little bit. Um, Missy. So Missy's back. We know we. I think mm-hmm. we always, uh, you know, assumed that the vault would have you know Missy in it. I mean, I think that was right. The, um, it became pretty clear, and I think it was. You know, it's good that you know that that isn't. Uh, again, I think it was a slight concern at the very beginning of the series that you know the vault would be the the big mystery for the right. whole series. I think it's nice to you know kind of reveal who's right. in the vault at the very mm-hmm. beginning. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, halfway through the series, um, I really liked the kind of death scene, um, the kind of execution mm-hmm. of uh, the master Missy. I thought that worked really quite well, actually. Um, I liked the kind of execution of people. Who yeah, I were. liked. I really um, liked uh, Rafando uh, Ivano Jeremiah. The actor who yeah, I thought he, was awesome. uh, he, he, he yeah, he, yeah, he I would like to see uh, he took this was a man who took delight in his work of being an executioner. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's a gr- that's a good character. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, more of him would be would be. And would interestingly be great. enough that we started now, this is a second story in a row that we've started over with a voiceover. You know, uh, last week with Oxygen, we have the doctor doing a lecture voiceover. Oh, and this yeah. this week we have uh uh, Jeremiah uh, Rafando's character doing a voiceover saying, you know, it begins with uh, life can be a cunning enemy or, or something like that. Yeah, no, no, no. And I mean, I thought the setting of that was very well done. Um, you know, all the, you know, the whatever kind of green screen compositing activity that was done to like make a, you know, a kind of a slightly creepy looking alien execution right. world. Very, very mm-hmm. nicely done. Liked it a lot. Um, not entirely sure where that falls in the um, the kind of uh, timeline. Obviously, post Husbands of River Song, pre something else. Who knows? But, really doesn't yeah. matter because continuity isn't the big thing. I think for story purposes, it obviously happened about seventy years prior. Right. And so. Right. 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 I thought it was a nice writing touch of Moffat to have Missy uh, offering condolences for the death of River. I thought that was. A, yeah. A, more than anything else, a more redeeming character moment than for Missy, rather than you know saying I'll I'll be nice, I'll do anything you want. I thought just that she offered condolences for the doctor's loss was a nice touch. I, I you know it seemed yeah. her uh, she's a little you know you can tell that she cares in her own way. The master cares in her, in his her own way for the doctor. Yes, yes, and I think you know, obviously, yes. And I think, yeah, it was good. It was good, good, as you said, mm-hmm. nice touch, nice touch, and brings you know, um, just kind of sharpens up the relationship mm-hmm. a little bit because obviously, you know, I think you know the rest of the series. I mean, obviously, as you said, Missy's coming right. back. Um, the relationship between this new incarnation of the Master um, and the Doctor uh, that's going to be resolved, I think, in some ways by by the end mm-hmm. of this series because um, these are both mock right. creations, and I think you know he'll be wanting to tie up a lot of stuff by the right. end of the show. 
I thought it was a uh, very uh, dramatically. Uh, <laughs> it was very cold <laughs> of the doctor. It was right and right after Missy said, "I am your friend," and then the doctor pulls the execution lever. Right. Uh, high points for uh, drama there. That that was it, it was a yeah. it was a dramatic dramatic way of doing it, and then we close out. Uh, the episode completely, I think, is the doctor talking through the cracks in the wall and the vault saying, you, know, you said you were my friend. I may need your help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, a, he's got an alien invasion to foil, which I have to say, um, uh, obviously the monks are super scary and look mm-hmm. horrid. They don't seem to be a, a threat of, 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 of a kind of, of great... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, strength right. to me right now. Um, obviously, when we go into next week and maybe we we have a look inside their mysterious mm-hmm. pyramid, uh, we may find them to be uh, very right. threatening. But right now, I'm not sure they fully justify um, releasing Missy from right. a vault. But maybe I'm wrong. It would be good to know their motivations. I think that would help. Why are yeah. what's so important about the Earth that they? want to invade are, are they planning on hollowing out its core to pile it around the universe i mean let's, let's yes, have a real so. reason for invading the earth this time <laughs> yeah and obviously they're evil because they look evil <laughs> and obviously doctor who is in that way this can be a sort of slightly basic show that if you look evil you probably mm. are evil um so obviously they have bad intent unless we're doing galaxy four unless we're doing galaxy four <laughs> oh yeah it's because the nice people are the yeah, bad it's... people and the bad people yeah, anyway <laughs> Um, so, you know, they've got melty mummy faces. Um, that's bound to mean they want to melt mummy face everyone else. I don't know. Um, but yeah, as, as I said, I'd, I'd like to. I mean, obviously, you know, we've had a big reveal. Everyone's going like, oh, wow, mind blown. It was all a simulation and that was a nice right. twist. But we're still stuck with some aliens who want to invade mm-hmm. Earth. And, you know, the, uh, the two, only two. I mean, I, you'd be great if they're Exelons. Uh, but again, I was thinking about the Kraals, who are probably one of the poor, the most mm-hmm. poorly um, prepared, well, over-prepared and kind of poorly organized Earth invaders. Um, right. In the well, they look like they look like undead Exelons. They're behaving, They're like, behaving Kraals. like Kraals. Exactly. Which mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, uh, doesn't really give us a <laughs> lot of confidence in their invading plans. Well, I, like I said, it would be helpful to know the motivation to understand does the simulation even make sense or should they just skip to the third episode skip to the end exactly because at this point in doctor who i'm just really struggling to find what is so great about the earth that everyone wants to invade yes well i mean i think you know in in classic who you know we don't really kind of ask Mm -hmm. that question because that question isn't Wow, now I'm getting all moffety. The question, You've got to ask the question. Um, it's it's uh, because of of the style of right. the show. Um, it's it's kind of mm-hmm. a given that you know that we are being threatened by aliens. I think one of the problems that kind of you know that the show has written itself into, and I'm I'm not just saying this is Moffat. I mean this is and you're also RTD as well in the modern era, is that um, it is so. It you know it it presents itself as being a smart show that has you know a good dollop of self-knowledge about itself Uh, i think the more smartly you present yourself and the more you talk about how you know the show has its knows itself and knows what's going on the more you kind of trap yourself into trying to find a reason why aliens want to invade and i think i think you're 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 exactly right is that at this point we're kind of 
not scraping the barrel, but I think we're, we're definitely casting around for, okay, you know, why, why, why them? Why this mm-hmm. planet? Why this planet? Uh, you know, at, at this point in this planet's history, um, etc., 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 etc. On a similar point, where I think Moffat's trying to add depth, where in the final scenes where Bill is asking the doctor or trying to find, you know, help finding what's real and what's not, and the doctor is going in, you know, all those uh, characters you shoot in video games, they actually. They actually right. feel their deaths, and I think Moffat is trying to do a a big whoa deep thoughts. But right. the questions being asked aren't deep thoughts to me. So they're like, well, what if we're all a big simulation? Do video game characters actually feel pain or their deaths? And maybe it's my background, and um, I work in computers daily. It's just not. <laughs> these are just not questions. Just yeah, these are just you. not questions that I spend a lot of time thinking about it seems to me these are more philosophical questions that television show writers think about trying to be culturally current and with it and right uh, i mean i there is this i don't know if it's in physics or philosophy evidence or trying to produce evidence that maybe we are in a big simulation so uh, yeah i mean obviously that's the kind of, you know, rip from the headlines thing we're doing this mm-hmm. week. Um, and I think, I mean, for what I've read, which obviously is very cursory because I'm not a theoretical physicist <laughs> in any sense of the word, <laughs> um, or those two words, um, that, you know, yes, there is, there is a reasonably strong, there's a strong enough case to be made that we're living in a simulation that there are some people right. who believe it. Um, certainly I was reading today that apparently Elon Musk is one of the people who believes mm-hmm. that we're living in a simulation. My kind of response to that is, well, okay, we're living in a simulation, so what? Um, uh, How does that change anything? Is that, is, is that helpful right. to know that? No. Um, so let's just pretend that we aren't then. But yeah, I mean, there's, I know, I read somewhere, there's some kind of equation that if you take, if you, if you add in, if you take out, uh, anyway, yes, there, there is. The, it's, it's, it's not beyond the. But realms it, to of me, it's not really even a new question because right. the Vikings had a belief in fate. Yeah, there's predestination. Yes, there's fate. The question isn't really that much different in my mind from, are we all living in a simulation? Is there really any meaning? It's just a new riff on that. due based on our uh, increasing skill at providing virtual reality. Yeah, and I think you know there are. I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan of um, the works of Philip K. Dick. You know, who's obviously a kind of touchstone of that kind of like, is it real? Mm-hmm. Is it not? What is? It, how does it matter? And again, you know, there are some really interesting questions. This episode isn't really posing those questions or answering mm-hmm. them, in my opinion. And I think, as as again, as you pointed out, to reduce the kind of is the world real or is it not question which is an interesting question because then you will okay what is real and what isn't real to reduce it down to like well does mario feel pain um is well no of course mario doesn't feel pain because it's mario (laughs) um so you know that's kind of redundant i would have liked actually i would have liked more crawlness in this um uh, if i can if i can use if i can use (laughs) the word crawlness because I actually found it quite enjoyable to think about, okay, well, this is actually just a simulation and, you know, those portals are only to 
are particular points on the planet, mm-hmm. and there are you know there are they're only simulating particularly important individuals. Right. I kind of like. Well, it's that. kind of like um, the war games that's... with the warlords having c- yeah, cer- ex- exactly. certain battlefields. Yeah. Exactly, certain battlefields. Exactly, exactly, and you get and there's a nice. To me, there was kind of a ple- you know it was a pleasurable way to think about that. That was a callback to classic mm-hmm. Who. Um, to to have the the question be more kind of a matrix. Well, everything is a everything is a fabrication. Uh, again, as you were saying, not really so interesting because I don't think the show's got the time or the depth in itself to really to really look at that. I mean, I right. think they're interesting, you know. And, and, I, and actually, I don't really think that you know. I think literature is, mm-hmm. in fact, the best way to examine those kind of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I uh, started out watching the, um, uh, what's that show called? A Man in a High Castle, oh, that right. Philip yeah. K. Dick adaptation that Amazon mm-hmm. are doing, which is, I mean, the book is, is a genius book because it is a very strong meditation on, you know, are we living in the real world or are we living in, an, in, a, in, a, in the wrong world? Right. Um, or a made-up world that isn't true, and that's a it, that's a really interesting thing to talk about. Um, again, as a TV, you know, as a moving picture adaptation, it doesn't work so well. I think those kind of meditations are really are really best left to best left to the written page. It's more of a season arc type question to begin with. It doesn't seem like this is a season arc. The uh, questioning reality effectively and then i'm not sure it's the appropriate drama of a tea time family program i'm not sure that you can go into it's a it's a it's a it's a more adult question than i think doctor who uh is going to grapple with at any competent level in the time slot that it runs in yeah, and you know, obviously we have the we have the Matrix, um, you know, on right. Gallifrey, or which is a which is you know a, a, a simulated environment. We've already mm-hmm. done that. We've had whatever that cyber plan was, where everyone was dead. You know, dark water and death in heaven. Right. So we've already had that. There was a simulation right. there. Um, we've we've kind of done. It's a simulation, and again, you know, the Matrix on Gallifrey, and you know, those episodes, even the kind of less good ones like. Um, a trial of a time lord compared to the good one which is the deadly assassin um i think you know are, are kind of interesting because you know it's a it's a malleable environment mm-hmm. where it's it's a simulation that can be changed in order to stress the participants right. i'm not really seeing this in this particular simulation it is more just okay well okay we'll just run the game um, it's like the crawls. Yeah, it is. It is more like the mm-hmm. crawls, which was, you know, a, a pretty crap um, <laughs> in, in, in the end plan that the crawls had. Space rhinoceroses. <laughs> I mean, who, who expected them to have a good plan? <laughs> Do you like them better as crawl or Jadoon? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, there's still, I mean, there must be fan fiction out there that examines the relationship <laughs> between the crawls and the Jadoon. That would be a, um, if, uh, if I ever get a question to ask uh, rtd that would be a que- question <laughs> what's the relationship exactly. how are the when i when i'm next at san diego comic con or wherever <laughs> and and there's rtd i'm going to be the nerd that stands up in the audience and goes can you explain the different the relationship between the crawls and the and that will really stump him i'm not sure if this is my favorite line in the program but when uh the whole scene where Nardle, you know, takes off his uh, glasses and 
you know, says that he has license per River Song to kick yeah. the doctor's arse. And then um, Bill kind of, I, I don't know if she's impressed or taken back by it, but she's going, uh, uh, Nardle, are you secretly a badass? And then Nardle goes, uh, nothing secret about it, baby doll. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then the very next thing, <laughs> so sees the corpse and goes, "Yeah, eek." <laughs> eek. Well, that's a that's a very very nice piece of Matt Lucas right. business. I mean, that's pretty much kind of standard Matt, Lu- <laughs> Matt Lucas comedy there. Um, and you know, I'm really, I mean, you know, I was deeply suspicious of mm-hmm. Nardole and deeply suspicious of Matt Lucas um, at the beginning, but he's actually really warming to me as a character. <laughs> oh. um, I was actually really hoping, I mean, here's, here's again, this is like more kind of nerdy obsessions or interests. I was really hoping that there would be a connection between the Byzantine mm. um, costume that Nardo was wearing in uh, the Doctor Mysterio. Doctor yeah. Mysterioso and the um, 11th century papacy. Mm. Um, that we were being referenced in this episode because, of course, the costume that Nardo was mm-hmm. wearing that episode is uh, roughly contemporary to um, the Benedict yeah, the Ninth. Good point. Yeah, and you know maybe Nardo was like a go-between between Benedict the Ninth and the Byzantine <laughs> court or something, which would have been really, really fascinating to me and probably to nobody else. Yeah, it would have been fun. I, that was that's by far my favorite Nardo costume. <laughs> oh yeah, he should he should be wearing that all the time as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> It blends we in so do... well with Bristol. <laughs> it blends in so well, exactly, exactly. Well, easily. I mean, that really makes him into a K nine. He's like a Byzantine K nine. It's like totally blends in. Yes, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a robot Byzantine courtier. All right, but there you go. Well, um, let's see what happens next week. Pyramids. Yeah. Um, I've been reading my Doctor Who magazine and very intriguing. I'm actually quite intrigued about the next couple of episodes to actually see how they pan right. out. Um, but I mean, having read again this this month's issue of Doctor Who magazine, it seems that we may be in a world again that possibly may not be entirely like our own, Mm. um, uh, which the Doctor has to deal with. Um, I don't know how that's going to pan out. I mean, effectively, isn't this a kind of a (laughs) Dallas-like, dream-like sequence? You know, maybe we're having another, is this whole season another dream? Are we going to see Bobby emerge from the shower? (laughs) (laughs) It was all the dream. Um, who knows? Who knows? From what what I've read, kind of trailing it, is that is that the 21st century Earth that is dealing with this invasion is not our own 21st century. Right. We already know that, of course, because it's, right. it's the universe and there, there are differences, but it's not our own Earth in a, in a very kind mm-hmm. of strong sense, which I think it um, be interesting to see whether that's resolved effectively. And again, my ho- hope is that it doesn't get too, you know, timey-wimey and um, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. I see that um, we've got Toby Whitehouse writing, uh, right. Peter Harness writing mm-hmm. some next episodes. I'm really excited about Ronan Monroe's episode coming up. Um, I think that's going to be fabulous. But anyway, we will see, see whether this all gets tied in mm-hmm. or not. Anyway, Right. Well, next week. Next week is rapidly approaching. All right. You've been listening to episode 43 of the Metabilis 2 podcast. I believe I'm David. (laughs) And I have to believe that I'm Ben, even though sometimes I'm not sure. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next week.
So just uh, a final kind of question observation. I'm very uncomfortable with the whole suicide themes that have been occurring in Doctor Who with the Dream Lord. We're back with Amy where she commits suicide to get back into reality. And then we also have the, you know, this, this episode. Is this something that is, well, appropriate for tea time family viewing? Uh, um a good question actually i mean i think i mean it's it's a it's one aspect of mm-hmm. mental illness that you know you do not feel that you're living in the real world and the only way, way to escape from the false world in which you have been trapped is to remove yourself right. from that world i mean again i'm i'm less of a psychologist than i am a, a theoretical <laughs> physicist but you know as much as i understand it you know that's a variety right. of mental illness, and that's that's a reason to commit suicide. Um, uh, I mean, I think the the kind of thinking about that kind of thing is less culturally present in the UK than it mm. is in the United States. Um, I don't think we talk or think or um, analyze that as much as it's done over here. And I think, you know, that's, that's just one of the things that we Mm. don't do that much that we probably should do more of. Um, but we don't. Yeah. I just do not like it coming in Dr. Who. And I, I just don't like, I just don't like it. And uh, that's probably the largest thing that detracts from my enjoyment of these types of stories. It just, it almost automatically halves my enjoyment. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's unnecessarily close to the bone in terms of kind of actual mm-hmm. real life, in my opinion. I mean, I think, again, you know, Doctor, you know, Doctor, it's a fun, you know, it's right. fun horror. You know, it is, you know, melty, mummy-faced people with long mm-hmm. spindly fingers, like, coming to get you. That's, that's the kind of horror that we, that, that we like. To, 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 but self-destruction... Um, you know, they're, you know, judiciously applied. I mean, I think, you know, can be a kind of legitimate piece of plot, but to have it really, um, as one of the kind of horror centers of this particular episode, I I could see how Mm -hmm. that's tough going. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's a little bit too dark, you know, and then, and then, you know, people who read Mm -hmm. the book kill themselves. Okay. Well, Yeah. People right. kill themselves a lot, and it's it's right. it's a real thing, you know. Um, it's uh, I whereas you know, melty faced mummy people right. are not a real thing. Yeah, it's it's a little. Yeah. Um, I, I you know I know people who struggle with mental mental issues, and it just I yeah. really don't like the you have to kill yourself to escape reality type messages that have been creeping into uh, modern Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's I, th- I think that's a perfectly legitimate criticism, absolutely. Um, and I think you know it's 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 uh, it adds a note of horror, but I think it's I mean you know, it is horrifying because it is it is too in real. some way yeah. real. Um, to, but too real, too real for what is essentially mm-hmm. a fantasy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do better, <laughs> Doctor. Or Hill. a ba- less yeah, just less abandon of that, that kind plot of stuff point. and more of this kind of stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, exactly. Maybe we can get so yeah. I mean, I hope we. I hope that's not going to be you know one of the themes of these monks. Um, and hopefully, it is just what mm-hmm. you. Uh, it's just to do with this simulation mm-hmm. where if you, if you're not real, then yeah. But I think you know, as 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 we know that you know that is mm-hmm. a piece of mental illness. It's like not really, um, uh, not thinking yourself right. as fully real. Um, and that's that's how right. some people feel about themselves for mm-hmm. real. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just uh, I don't know. I just it it seems irresponsible to me in um, this type of drama. Yeah, and I think you know, I mean, it's obviously it's, it's current now. You know, with that Netflix show that was it Thirteen Reasons mm. Why, um, which has been you know causing a lot of quite justified concern amongst parents in terms of you know teenage girls right. and suicide. You know, the I think you have to right. be careful of this stuff. Right. It's real stuff. It's yeah, real stuff. I certainly yeah. address it, but I think this is the wrong way of addressing it. And there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Uh, I thought like yeah. the depixelization effect of Nardle was the right way of doing it. Sort of like, okay, I have this question: yeah. What happens if I go beyond the projection? And then he gets sucked out. But people slumped on a chair with a with a with a with a, mm-hmm. with a bottle of or, pills <laughs> is is not. Yeah, bullet to the head and... bullet to the head all right. that kind of stuff yeah that's a, mm-hmm. yeah that's a bit too much Thank you for listening to the Metabilis 2 podcast. You can reach us with email at metabilis2, as a number two, at gmail.com or on Twitter at metabilis2. And again, that's a number two. Hope to hear from you. Bye.